0: Hello and welcome to Upstream with Jim and John, father and son conversations about discipleship and culture in the Pacific Northwest. I'm John. And I'm Jim. And today we're going to talk about a Christian response, kind of
1: a disciple's view of COVID-19 and all of the chaos going on right now about this. So I wanna say that today is March thirteenth. It is Friday that we're recording this. And it's at one forty eight in the afternoon. <laughs> because this thing is so fluid and so dynamic
0: that we want you to have a timestamp on what information we knew at the time that we're having this conversation. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna drop this tonight. So if you're listening to this on your Monday commute um, fact check us every now and again because things are probably different by then they are changing rapidly
1: and yet the principles of the conversation will remain the same and so um, we're going to bypass joke and or story time because we want to get right into this topic and there is really a, a web of topics um, the cessation of schools church gatherings um, how much uh, fear is out there what the Christian response should be, you know, how real is this threat? Just a lot of conversations, and so uh, we just want to dive right in, and we thought we would start kind of bookend the whole
0: conversation with some encouragement from God's Word. Yes, yeah, so we have a list here. If you were at Evergreen on Wednesday, uh, Leaf who spoke, uh, uh, put a bunch of verses on the screen to kind of meditate on the um, the sovereignty and the comfort of God. So we're going to We're going to do a few of those now, and we'll we'll end the episode with a few of them. Yeah,
1: we'll give you a kind of four at the front and four at the back, kind of bookend this conversation with really where our hearts should find our peace, where our minds should be stayed, is on the goodness of our God and the sufficiency of his power and strength.
0: Yeah, so I'll kick us off. Just relax and listen to my deep (laughs) voice. Okay, so the first one is Psalm 46, uh, very the top of it, 1, 1 through 3. It is, uh, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their urging. And then it ends with uh, 10 and 11. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Man, those are great words because God is our comfort, our strength. He is going to be
1: exalted. There's one thing we know, no matter what goes on in the world, that God will be exalted at the end. I think, too, there's already some research coming out about how much more dangerous the anxiety and fear are around this COVID-19 than the actual disease is. And so we want to make sure and bring calm to our hearts based on the sovereignty of God. So here's Philippians 4, verse 6 through 8, but I like the last three words of verse five as well. So it says the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus.
0: Yeah, that's great. I love that. I I like, I sometimes think about, um, because our world is so digital now and so much is constantly happening. I think about, um, if I hadn't looked at, if I hadn't you know turned on a TV or looked at my phone, what would I know? Because so much of the news is global. That's true, and, and there's tons
1: of misinformation out there. where You're getting right. flooded with not just accurate information, but also inaccurate. Right.
0: And so I'm not I'm not advocating you know putting the shutters on, but I like you said that that fear is so dangerous. Where I think um, you know that the people who are uh, hoarding and then and, and uh, sweeping out these uh, these stores. That whole reality and the and the the economy, all of those are so much more, um, more of a present danger. It seems. Yeah, and for us to keep in mind that we have now as believers, we're going to talk
1: about our obligations and opportunities as well. But every human being has, I was hearing a conversation about this, a social contract. You know, we are contractually obligated to each other to provide for one another, to look out for each other, to not mm. be selfish and hoard for our own needs. So when you're hoarding and stockpiling goods, and other people can't get access to those goods to have enough for their current need. You really are violating
0: your social contract. For sure. Okay, the next one is Matthew six twenty-five, 25. And uh, this is Jesus talking. He says, therefore, I tell you, I'm not Jesus. This is Jesus talking in, <laughs> in Matthew. <laughs> therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Hmm. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will, will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I love the uh,
1: who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life. Doctors right. have already told us worrying actually takes hours off your life. Yeah. and so it's, And this is not an encouragement. It's kind of a command. Do not worry. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 35 through verse 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is good stuff. All right, let's get started, John, talking about, and we'll come back with some scriptures at the end as well, some encouragement from God's word, Mm -hmm. and really what we want to emphasize, some big ideas And uh, let's start, first of all, with what opportunity this provides for the body of Christ. Um, The worst thing we could do as followers of Jesus is be paralyzed by fear, hunker down, be afraid, close our blinds, shut our lives down, and uh, isolate. That um, even in the face of danger, God would call us to be more aware of the people around us than that. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I would and it's it's tough it's this tightrope um you know now the the state has mandated that churches of of evergreen size um n- you know the numbers 250 people gatherings of 250 people or more have been um um banned, banned. is the word yeah yes. so um but even without that um a lot of churches were already closing and and it might even be um prudent to not hold service when when vulnerable populations are as endangered as they are but um but the the paralyzed paralyzed with fear is the word you use. and I think that 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 is a, is is what we're talking about. So wisdom in those actions and completely self quarantining and not mm-hmm. um you know and 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 having this attitude of of the world's going to take things away from me. I need to be wary of other people. I need to be right. you know there, there's a difference there.
1: Yeah, and I think it that we should lead the way in wisdom. Uh, if we're sick, we stay home, self quarantine. Uh, if we are in the vulnerable population, literally, which would be uh, elderly, those with autoimmune uh, or respiratory issues. Or even uh, uh, heart disease or
0: diabetes. Yeah. Those are on that list, too.
1: Yeah. And uh, part of the thing, uh, you know, I, was, I was having breakfast with Sue this morning, and I was thinking, you know, really, my mentality right now is that I am a carrier. Mm. And I want to approach people as if i am a carrier. So the social distancing, i'm i don't think i am a carrier in the the press conference that president trump had just now, the the health experts are saying they're in, they're indicating that actually far fewer people will in fact end up being carriers than we anticipate if all of hmm. these efforts work. So uh so i think that uh, what what awaits us right now is an incredible opportunity to be people of peace for a world that is anxious. I have been shocked at how fast a country of our power and resources and wealth has been brought to a screeching halt. Yeah, it is phenomenal. In inside of a handful of days, uh, all kinds of things are happening. And I'm not sure there are still States that don't have a single case, but it won't surprise me if every school district in the country within the next week or so stops having school.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, we're not um we're not the experts here, so there's a lot of um uh numbers and, and stuff to throw around that, that, that we won't because those might even change by the time you listen to this. But uh um the the idea that this is uh um we're preparing for this, the country's preparing like or acting like this is a blizzard, a short term right. event when really it's an entire winter. It's it's a, a season. So things like closing down school districts and uh banning large gatherings those aren't sustainable long term
1: and we have uh that creates a whole another set of economic pressures and social pressures that the virus itself doesn't create so we have uh dual working parents who now have to figure out what to do with their kids not only are they not able to go to school at least right here where we live um, they also can't go to the zoo they can't go to the library they can't go to the public uh, community center they can't go to the swimming pool i mean there's uh
0: there's there's fewer and fewer things you can do with them. Yeah, and ideally those parents are in jobs where they can telecommute at, like many people are doing now. But if not, you know, if if uh, it's uh, manual labor or any, any work that re- requires you to be there in person, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're kind of I stuck. asked one
1: office person today uh, what percentage of your workforce could telecommute, and it was uh, 5% to 10%, hmm. Not not the vast majority. Yeah. And those are white-collar jobs, but they just can't do that. So uh, it's going to create a lot of pressures. And this is an incredible opportunity for the people of God to be calm, to bring that peace with them wherever they go, to be agents of prayer. Uh, This Sunday at Evergreen, I'm going to talk a lot. We're going to gather online, but I'm going to talk a lot about how God is creating an opportunity here for us to be leading the way, calling upon God to do amazing things. And so we can pray. We can encourage our neighbors. We can open our home for meals. We can look out for people. Uh, one of the things we're going to do, since we can't gather at the church, is we're going to set up uh, phone banks to reach out to our vulnerable church family. Oh, nice! Yeah, and call on them. Hey, pray with them over the phone. Uh, what do you need? Can we deliver a care package to your home? So we're gonna we're gonna mobilize volunteers and um, uh, people who are free to come and help, and, and even staff members. You know, the whole thing. We our school is having to close, so we're going to mobilize our uh, teaching aides to help us with this as well. And so we're just gonna um try it's an opportunity for the people of God to rather than hunker down with fear, to look out with faith and actually move toward people who are afraid or who might have uh, some real challenges.
0: Yeah, and uh and I've talked before about um I didn't I didn't patent the idea but but of the idea of of just looking at all of this from as about as far zoomed out as you can as mm-hmm. as just a human who's you know, with, without the gift of hindsight uh, and that um, this, even if it is a season and then even if it does turn into a regular season, like similar to the flu, um, it is all um, it is all a moment mm-hmm. in, in, in the story of God. So uh, and it, w- there are a lot of fortunate things about this um, virus in that it doesn't attack children. Children are by and large almost immune to this thing, even when it even when they have even when it's in their bodies. Yeah. They, it doesn't uh, their bodies don't attack and they and they don't uh, get sick. That is a huge, huge blessing. Um, so things like that. And they just reported today that eighty percent of people who do get it, even adults, mm-hmm. uh, self heal rather
1: quickly without medical intervention. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So but here, here's the thing. Let's talk about how how real this actually is. You know, you have people all over the map conspiracy theorists who are wearing the aluminum mm-hmm. foil on their head and saying this is uh this is a government scheme <laughs> sure. uh, so others saying this is not no big deal it's just the flu people get the flu no big deal to people saying no this is uh this is a very real threat it's uh it's more like sars than it is like the flu and that it has uh that that the range of deaths could be dramatic where do you land on this john it, personally with your level of concern about how big of an impact this is going to be in terms of fatalities
0: uh yeah so i think um i tend to to trust the experts um so my initial reaction was uh was oh this is the flu and it's just being um overblown overblown and and so you would see uh because I I view a lot of stuff through just the kind of PR messaging mm-hmm. standpoint. So you see like a, say you're hosting a a massive nationwide event like a big concert festival. Right. And a concert festival in um Sweden. I'll I'll use examples that I know better. A gaming conference in 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 Europe was canceled. And then uh say you run uh E3, which is America's biggest gaming conference. You say, well, if we don't cancel, we are Messaging-wise, we're irresponsible. You Mm -hmm. you could look at it that way. Mm -hmm. And the more and more places close, the more that pressure escalates to to look as responsible and as you care for your customers like everyone else. And eventually, E three did did close down for the year. They they they're not holding their conference. So uh, that was my initial thing: was everyone's just playing this PR game that you are forced to play by your contemporaries. Uh, And uh, since then, I've I've changed my tune because it is a big deal. It's it's a very big deal. Uh, Do you think it's as big a deal as the national reaction is? Uh, no, because, well, here's the, the idea of, cause we talked about, uh, this is a great opportunity to represent and, and, and to really minister with your life. Part of that is being very aware of the dangers. And from my own standpoint of being a, um, in the age group that is not at risk, mm-hmm. where for me really the worst case scenario is i don't feel great for a week and mm-hmm. then I'm back. Right. But uh, but really beyond that it is who have I interacted with, whose, you know, grandparents have I endangered mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. from interacting with them. So so being conscious of that and restraining yourself, like you said, acting like you are a carrier is part of it. But I, I believe that if the if every person in America got this disease, the percentages that they predict would be accurate. Okay, so, which are which are high? Yeah, certainly higher than the flu, right? So it, high is in still one to two percent. So right. not not you know like a zombie movie, but but high.
1: Yeah. So uh, I guess the first thing I want to say is we want to be especially mindful, and we want to call all people to be especially mindful of people who are most vulnerable to yeah. be extremely cautious with how you interact with that group of folks. And it might be really challenging if, if your grandma's
0: in a home and you can't, you and know, you can't even go visit visit
1: her. The other thing is uh, they're they're lowering that threat level to the age of fifty five and it 's compounded by things like obesity and smoking, so um, really, you would have to assess your own level of vulnerability mm-hmm. and and be wise. I think that's great. This reminds me you know way back when i 'm in my twenties and AIDS is uh, extremely new, extremely oh, rare, and sure. nobody understood how it was transmitted at the time. The understanding was that it was transmitted through bodily fluids. So people were nervous about drinking fountains. They were, you know. Yeah. And I remember in church we had a guy who was dying of AIDS and he asked for prayer. And watching as I was down at the front of the church doing prayer time, I was the youth pastor at this church. And um, people were nervous to pray for him. Yeah. To place hands on him him, him. Yeah. Yeah. And I jumped right in there and prayed for him. I did not feel afraid. I know I'm not uh, bulletproof and all that. And yet I have this fearlessness that I think God has called us to when it comes to serving people. We were in a yeah. missions trip in Haiti and we went to a, an orphanage only of AIDS kids and we bought them all ice creams. And I remember those kids wanted to share their ice cream with me. And at first I was like, ah, God, <laughs> no way. And finally, you know, yeah. they're shoving those in my face. So I shared ice creams with them and I was like, oh, okay, Lord, I'm trusting you. Uh, that might have been totally stupid, and the the, the thing is i we don 't want to be stupid, and we also don 't want to be petrified in fear yeah, so what i 've seen, and by the way, uh, even as we 're doing this recording, Governor Inslee has just declared that all schools in the entire state, public and private, will be closed until april twenty fourth so uh, this is continuing to unfold even as we go it does uh, the the range of prediction. From professionals, from disease specialists, mm-hmm. range from twenty so thousand Americans will die. The highest one I've heard is four hundred and eighty thousand Americans will die. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there is probably going to be our reality if these experts are correct, right? Um,
0: and that's a th- is. is um, I don't want to inspire distrust of. Of these experts, of right. these people who have been doing this for science decades. is a real thing. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just, uh, um, they've, they've studied and and have a really great understanding of how these truths of of creation work, how contagion spreads, and how and how that happens. So, not to sow distrust, but to be aware of, like you said, of the of the miraculous. Uh, you know, yeah.
1: And right now, we have uh, in our country fewer than a hundred deaths. Mm -hmm. And so what we're talking about is going from fewer than a hundred to upwards of 20,000 at best case scenario. And so for people like me, that sobered me up. I I went from thinking this is a flu season. It'll be over in May, uh, to, okay. The experts seem to be saying this is not just a flu season. It won't stop in May when flus normally slow down. It could go on for a year. Um, and that what's got to happen is immunity has got to be built up and a Vaccine has got to be discovered or created. Uh, And this is going to run its course for a while. One guy said stopping this is like trying to stop the wind. Mm. So uh, if you're if you're propensity toward anxiety and fear, I am not at all trying to feed that fear. Uh, At the same time, if you're a person who's um, tends to believe you're immortal, I kind (laughs) of I lean that way. I've said to you, you know, I'm immortal till God's done with me. Uh Um,
0: that that there is often a sobering, when I would say wear your seatbelt and you would say hey no I mean, it wasn't about seatbelts <laughs> I promise it was uh, when you were a younger man when I was
1: young and foolish I do remember a time in our lives this this will be our story time where I said to you John I'm immortal until God is done with me and you said yeah but what if I'm not done with you yeah and uh, that was a sobering moment for me to appreciate <laughs> to appreciate that you wanted me around longer <laughs> that, uh, not looking yeah. for that awesome inheritance you're gonna get. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll get some marbles and strings. Yeah, I can play yeah. with my friends. I used to tell my kids when they were younger that the last check I write is going to be for my funeral and, and it's going to bounce. bounce. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Uh, okay. So, um, so let's talk about this interesting idea. Um, well, first of all, how should churches and Christians interact? What is your plan, John, during this deal? I know that, uh, your wife might start working from home immediately. Yeah, she did today, actually. Yeah, Yeah. and that may be a long run where she's working from home predominantly. Mm -hmm. Um, You're a journalist, so you won't be working from home. You'll be certainly interviewing people and covering news and doing some things there. Yeah,
0: so, well, I can. um, There's a possibility that I would work from home and then go to these other places, Mm -hmm. Uh, And which really, uh, as a job, and there are a lot of jobs like this where you just interact with lots of people, different people every single day, I would say I'm probably a lot more at risk. In fact, if I were to be candid, I would say I expect to to receive this virus. I do, po- you do anticipate the, within the next year at some point for sure. Mm-hmm. And then I expect, actually, it'd be kind of like um, I I expect to feel a little bit of relief because then you then you're good, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Then at least that you don't have to worry about it as much. And 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 not to say that I could just go around, you know, licking cantaloupes in the supermarket, but I could yeah. I would the the waiting would be uh, down a little bit. But but I expect to to have it and uh and i'm not as worried about it i think one of the things is that when you look at um periods like this in the past mm-hmm. when the black plague came around something within the realm of a third of the population of europe died that's of crazy. all ages yeah that is crazy that's like that's apocalyptic mm-hmm. so and when i think about it, even even um not illness related but but eras you know people who were in the uh, villages in in France during World War Two just got b- blown away by mm-hmm. the tide of war. Mm-hmm. Just you know, apocalyptic scenarios, and I feel um, I feel grateful that we're not there. But it is the more frightening thing to me, as we've said, is is how quickly this can turn. So th- that's kind of my I went off track a little bit. But of my my fears and not fears, my fears and my and my comforts in yeah. this in this scenario. The church example, I would I think I would like you to answer because of your um, you have exponentially more experience and knowledge on it when we talk about um you know maybe maybe the drastic approach would say hey barring a government shutdown of your gathering mm-hmm. i don't care what this is we're going to gather and we're going to worship that's kind of the, the hard-nosed right thing so so where do we go from there to being a little more practical about it what, what's the process there
1: that's a great question. So I'm going to answer that in just a second. And if I forget what your question was, remind me. But I okay. wanted to. I just thought of something. I the the misinformation is lethal, and it is important to know as much as you possibly can know. And so I received today an email of a t- ton of great resources and links from Convoy of Hope. Convoy of Hope is a tr- strategic partner of ours, both for Jim and John and for uh, our church. We just love these guys. They, they mobilize and do uh, care and social justice all over the world. They're awesome. And what we'll do is we'll post that email on our blog. So if you go to jimandjohn.com, no H in the John, you will be able to see that. And there will be some hot links there in that article where you can read uh, up-to-date um, expert news about what this is, how you should behave, um, how it's spread, Uh, a whole range of topics. There's probably 20 links on there. Mm. And so it's just the best source of it's the best single source of in in, information I've seen. That's great. Yeah. So we'll put that on our website. Yeah. So uh, talking about churches, do you have something you want to say? No, I was okay. Yeah,
0: Uh, we'll, we'll do a blog. I'll probably, we'll do a post on Instagram too. And you can, if you're, if you're Instagram savvy, you can go to our page and there'll be a link in our description. There you go for it as well.
1: So, um, you know, when, when the church thing was going down and, and the governor of Washington first shut down gatherings over 250 for Seattle, for King County, Sohomish County, and Pierce County, my first re- my first reaction, actually the word was leaking out the night before he made that announcement. And I went to bed that night pretty upset, and I woke up really mad. And I my thought was, the government does not have the authority to do this. The First mm-hmm. Amendment guarantees the right to assemble. And I was hesitant to give up that right um, based on a governor's decision to take that right from us. And he used the word banned. He did also say that um they would not enforce this, that there's no way to enforce it. And what? they said don't call nine one one if you see a gathering larger than two hundred and fifty people. But he said there
0: could be penalties.
1: Yes, but he but he's there's no intention to enforce it and the you know, he's calling on the conscience of every person to, to look out for these vulnerable population segments and not exacerbate the problem. Mm-hmm. And so when I started looking at it from that angle, how can we as the church lead the way in slowing down the curve? That's the phrase, you know, uh, lower the curve. Uh, flatten the curve, I flatten think, the is, curve. is the hashtag. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, we should participate in that as believers in Jesus. And the cool thing about the church is the church is not a building. It's not a campus. It's not a location. The church is the people. We've been talking about this at Evergreen for quite some time, and I think we are ready to be vibrant and alive, even though we don't gather physically at the same location Mm -hmm. once a week. So I'm excited at the opportunity for us to do some experiments together as the church, for us to be the church in our neighborhoods and in our workplaces So actually, we're going to leverage every technological idea we can and every mobilization idea we can for the body of Christ to take care of each other and to reach out to those who are hurting and afraid. So uh, I'm actually excited about what this is going to do to mobilize the people of God. Mm -hmm. And um, I remain committed to not allowing the government to... Uh, use this as one step on a slippery slope to start regulating the gathering of worshipers
0: in our future. For sure. And just to keep counting our blessings that this is a time where we have the technology where you know, the vast majority of people in our, in, in churches in America have a phone where they could start streaming a service. Oh you yeah. Know, that, that is a, uh, it is a great thing. It is, we're, we are in unprecedented days in lots yeah. of ways. So. Yeah. So that's a huge, uh, a huge win yeah. for, for the church and for, I mean, for, for the world really. Yeah, yeah. it really is for the church.
1: And so uh, I guess that my overarching message in this entire podcast and um, every day right now is the body of Christ needs to be the least afraid the most confident and the most active um when the whole world is chaotic the people of god get to shine god gets glory and so i would say don't just think about how am i going to take care of my kids when i can't get them to school how am i going to buy toilet paper when it seems to be depleted in lots of places. Yeah. You know, don't just happen to live in a very green state. Go outside (laughs) and find all kinds of uh, replacements. So, so don't just solve your, your tactical problems, but also consider how you might reflect Jesus every day, everywhere. I live in a pretty cool neighborhood. We only have about 66 homes in this neighborhood and already our neighborhood, our neighborhood has a Facebook group, Nice. And, uh, we're already talking about how we're going to connect with each other, look out for each other. If anybody in our neighborhood has needs to share those needs with each other. And this is a really golden opportunity for the people of God to shine.
0: That's awesome. We've been breaking down on, uh, on Wednesdays, breaking down this, this other Psalm. It's not on the list today. Yeah. Um, but it's Psalm 19, right? 23, 23. Thank you. Um, and, uh, and surprisingly, cause I, you know, growing up in the church, I've heard this thing a hundred times, but, uh. The one that – do, do you remember seeing the movie Doctor Strange? Uh, did I see the movie Doctor Strange? You did, Strange? yeah. And and uh, he goes to meet this, like, shaman, and he doesn't believe in, like, the mystical. And she, like, like taps him on the chest, and his, like, soul gets knocked out of him. Behind, <laughs> like, it's this – really, since has become, like, an iconic kind of picture. Oh, okay. It, it was that feeling where the very bottom of that, which never stood out to me at all, was just, like, a – was like a, Whoa and it's been because it is uh, it's a, a promise of God and I just so if it's helpful to you it, it ends with um, you know all these things make me lie down and bring right, uh lay a table for me in in front of my enemies and then it ends with um, surely uh, the Lord will be with me for all the rest of my days and I will uh, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever that's how it ends yeah and I view that as uh, regard regardless of the original context which I'm, I'm I assume isn't too far from this where the rest of my days is here mm-hmm. God will be with me every single step of the way until death. And then after that, I'm with him in his house forever. And that's just a that's a promise. And the fact that how absolute that is is so comforting to me. It really is. There's and no I, I, I love that you're focused on that
1: one because I've been focused on the first verse, which is the Lord, the creator of everything, the God of all mm-hmm. creation, is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And I've been saying that to myself, quoting that part uh, every day. It's a, it's mind blowing to, to recognize I lack nothing yeah Uh, because he is with me and he will never leave me and I'll dwell in his house forever. You know, that whole Psalm is just so powerful. So it's that really
0: is funny because I've, I've, yeah, I've been reciting the last bit. Yeah. So we just picked up different things, but because I, one of my, uh, when it comes to, um, losing confidence Mm -hmm. in, in the promises of God, for me, oftentimes because of the exceptions, because the promises are never, you're not going to get sick. That's not the promise. Right. So when the promises are absolute that, that he will be with you the rest of your days or he will be your shepherd and you lack nothing, those are absolute. And and it's easier for me to maintain confidence. They are absolute. And though I walk through the valley of the
1: shadow of death, right. for, for believers, death is only a shadow. It has been conquered and defeated in Christ. So we will never die. I'm gonna When I take my last breath on this life, I will take my first one on the other side and I will never die and it's only a shadow. And so that's a pretty encouraging thing even when you go through the darkness. For sure. For you are with me, your rod and your staff comfort me. That's authority and shepherdness of the God is just all over our lives and encouraging us. You want to ship uh shift into some scriptures to encourage again or are there other parts of this you want to discuss? Let's uh, uh
0: we'll do uh, we we've, we've been talking a lot of um of of maybe more abstract things more concrete was like you said that facebook group with your neighbors and, yes. and interacting that way do you have any other uh hands-on tools for that's a great idea uh for uh yeah keeping calm showing others mm-hmm. that, that you're you know calm while, while maintaining healthy yeah. boundaries
1: well the temptation is going to be um to use this this energy that's created or this space that is created if people start working from home you might be able to work in your pajamas uh, I I have in mind but that since sports have all stopped and No March Madness and, you know, all this stuff that people, you know, Netflix is about to get their bandwidth tested uh, because <laughs> actually, people X- are going to stream all over the place. Xbox Live had a huge
0: outage like a day ago. There you go. So that's yeah. going to keep happening. Yeah.
1: And so my first specific is, hey, take some time and turn all that stuff off. There you go. And actually uh, hunker down with the scriptures, maybe spend some time. Um, reading some of these promise passages, spend some time letting God comfort you and speak to you and empower you. Pray as a family if you're not normally doing that. Pray as a family, not just for your own safety, but also for the blessing of your neighbors and the care of your family. And the, the
0: peace through this, because I think what we're both stepping on is that the fear is really the hysteria more than the sickness. And that's a bigger threat yeah. than so, the disease. So, the yeah, praying for, for just the, the peace of a whole group of people that it's, that's kind of freaking out right now. Yeah.
1: And we acknowledge that the disease is a threat, but we still say that fear and anxiety and hysteria are a greater threat. And that the economic impacts of this can be pretty significant. So, uh, it is a great time as the people of God to lead the way in prayer. So I would say don't don't hibernate and take this chance to catch up on all the streaming you haven't seen or the movies you haven't watched. <laughs> sure, but l- spend more time with God. Take that yeah. opportunity and speak. If you have kids, speak to those kids. Tell them that God is big. Read these promises to them, pray with them every night, and focus your prayers on the care of others rather than the protection of yourself so that it affirms to your kids that we're not afraid for us. We are asking
0: God to help people who are afraid. Yeah. Well, talking about opportunity, uh, your kids are going to be around more often. You're going to have more time. This criticism of modern life being so breakneck-paced and fast that's going to come to, it's a, coming a, to a crawl. crawl. So you're yeah. going to have these opportunities, to spend more time with the Lord, play Let's more board games
1: together, cook yeah. more meals together, teach kids how to make your favorite meal,
0: uh, laugh a lot. Um, yeah. Don't had, just
1: veg in front of that TV.
0: Yeah. We had a speaker at, uh, for Northwest chapel. He was a former, uh, Seattle quarterback and, uh, he was a, uh, a, a second string and he, he finished this, uh, a season. And, and, uh, I for, I wish I, I should know his name. Uh, people listening, to this might be shouting at the the things they know who he is, but he talked about the opportunity of the blitz yeah. in football as a quarterback. So yeah. all of these defensive players are coming at you as the blitz. Their their only goal is to get the quarterback before he can throw the ball, and it leaves all of his receivers unprotected, wide open. Yeah, and so the threat is is increased and the opportunity is increased all at the same time.
1: That's a, that is and a great analogy. Yeah, and that is the world we're in right now. Mm-hmm you will you so don't stare at the blitz stare at the open receivers right. and look for those opportunities to grow to be strong and and to to encourage others yeah generosity some people will experience financial fears um generosity should not slow down because this is an opportunity for us to demonstrate fearlessness you know my three things i always say that followers of jesus should be absurdly happy they should be completely fearless And they should be constantly challenged. Mm -hmm. And this is a challenge that we're all going to face. And in it, we need to practice that absurd happiness and that complete fearlessness. It's how we will demonstrate the power of our God
0: in the middle of this. Totally. Okay, let's finish up with those uh, scriptures. Let's do
1: our little commercial break
0: and then we'll come back with the four scriptures. I was thinking we'll do that at the end ourselves. We don't need to. Okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah, here we go. We can let you guys just. All right. You're up first then. You, you got uh you
1: got Luke chapter 12. Is that where you're going with that? Luke chapter 12 verse yeah. 24 12, to 34.
0: 24 24 to 34 exactly. Okay. So this is again uh the words of Jesus. Uh and and it, this is actually the mirror of the the synoptic gospels. This is the same passage in Matthew, but oh, okay. but in the word in the, the hand of Luke. Uh consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than birds? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink, do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well.
1: I love it. This is Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by the day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will tread on the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life, I
0: will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That one's cool. Yeah. That one sounds like something that'd be in the book of Eli or something. (laughs) (laughs) They only, or in like, uh, there's, there's a certain kind of scripture. That's only in action movies. Like in saving private Ryan. Yeah. The guy in the watchtower, the sniper. Right. Or in like, uh, Oh yeah. Pulp fiction. There's Yeah. That's funny. A very specific brand of of verses. Yeah. Uh, okay. This one is Second uh, uh, Timothy one seven. Just the one verse. Uh, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self discipline. And the the more I think the more popular translation of that or or version of that is the, the God does not give us a, a spirit of fear, he gives us a spirit of of love, power, and and,
1: and a sound mind. And a sound mind. Yeah. That's really good. Last one is Psalm twenty verse seven. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and we stand firm. Lord, give victory to the king, answer us when we call.
0: Good stuff. I really hope our our only objective with this episode is to is to give you peace if you don't have it already or to show you how God gives you peace mm-hmm. and the the very many routes available uh but you know from you to him. Yes. Uh, And to, uh, you know, put yourself on some accurate information. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, don't you're going to be tempted perhaps to lean one way or the other to think this is no big deal. This is all a big con or to think, oh, no, the sky is falling. And either way, center yourself on some accurate information. And most importantly, anchor yourself in the presence and power of God. Uh, Wrap yourself in the scriptures. Call out to God. Uh, We'd also encourage you, you know, if your church is unable to gather physically, then join them digitally and maybe even invite people to your home. It's a great chance to have a small group of people over to your house, have a meal together, um, watch the gathering together and and have a conversation, pray for each other. Maybe uh, brainstorm ways
0: that you can serve somebody together would be just a, a great idea. Yeah. And if you're uh, if you're young like me and you're not as necessarily, maybe you're not concerned about death, uh, still, just do your due diligence like we're saying, and uh, it may be like fighting the wind, but uh, but wash your hands. That's the big big thing. Wash your hands as often as you can and try not to touch your face. And that's uh, 20 seconds of of washing, or else it's not as effective. And if you don't have that nearby, use hand sanitizer. And that's about that's about the 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 most that you can do. Face masks aren't helping. Gloves aren't mm-hmm. helping. Face masks only
1: help if you already if you're a contagion because that does limit how much you put out. But it's so masks are only good if you're already infected. And but most people don't know if they are the, right right because, until, until yeah. Symptoms. Let's save let's save the masks for the medical professionals. Sure, the most yeah sure. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. Drop some comments on us. Uh, info at jimandjohn.com is yeah, how well, you can email us. And
0: the info that wasn't in our uh, halftime, if you, uh, you want to go to jimandjohn.com, that's where all of our stuff is. Yeah. Um, blog, uh, uh, you can find our podcast there as well. And you can leave a comment there. Uh, info at and no H and John uh, is a really direct way to get to us if you want. Or you can drop a comment or private messages on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, at jimandjohn.com. And uh, I think that's everything.
1: All right. Have a great day. Look forward to
0: talking to you soon. Thank you, guys.